Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy and self-care is a professional responsibility. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. Thank you to everyone who left us a rating and review last week. We particularly appreciate ATL Shell, who wrote, Amazing Conversations and Advice, my go-to podcast for health and wellness, so impactful and practical. Studies show that people with greater wealth live longer, healthier lives. There's a strong link between financial and physical well-being, but many of us feel awkward when we talk about money. That's why I'm happy to introduce Ms. Samantha Holoka. After 14 years of experience with Northwestern Mutual in various support and leadership roles, Samantha Holoka launched her own advisory practice in 2013. She believes the success of any financial endeavor is adherence to a process that's not based on emotion or today's headlines, but instead based on a customized plan for managing risk and investing strategically to achieve financial goals. Samantha's core values of integrity, advocacy, trust, and humility guide her team in serving predominantly business owners, physicians, and highly compensated corporate professionals. We all need to have the right people in our corner. Right, as we're as we're trying to figure out all these life challenges or life dreams, uh, we're not supposed to realize this all on our own. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carmen. Call me Sam, please. Oh, I love calling you Sam, but okay. How did you say? You know, I'm I'm going to do financial planning as a career. This is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've been in this career for a really long time. Uh, I was one of those women in support roles um, or in management roles internally. That was my last. Um, I've been in this uh, industry for 23 years. And um, I started very much in a support space. Uh, I didn't want to sell anything. I had a very low risk tolerance when it came to financial security. Uh, I didn't, you know, debt was bad and I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to depend on mom and dad anymore because I hadn't since I was 18 and I didn't want to start when I was 25 again. Uh, And so I, I thankfully um, grew up inside of uh, a culture professionally that was very nurturing and very, and also very, very much evolving and changing. And so uh, what I discovered about myself over the course of my career is that I really do enjoy sharing wisdom and I I enjoy problem solving and really getting to the heart of the matter with people. Uh, And I like listening and really understanding where they want to go and what they want to do and how they want to accomplish it. And I want to help them get there. And whether it was going to be in financial services or whether it was going to be, it wasn't going to be in medicine because I'm just, you know, the lack of terms, (laughs) I just couldn't do it. Um, but the, you know, I knew that, that I wanted to do that. I think for a long time, I thought I was going to be a teacher or I was going to, I was going to change careers and become a teacher. I was going to, and eventually when I had my, started my family, I was in, in leadership, which I, I loved the work. It was training and developing new advisors and, uh, but it was, a, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of hours. And again, I, I enjoyed that, but you just can't do that when you have little kids. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I, the only, the only path that I saw that would give me what I wanted for my family, um, which was the autonomy as well as the upside financially uh, and to, and to, to fulfill, you know, these, these gifts 
and to utilize these gifts that I have was to go into the financial advisor path, even though it was going to be a hard path uh, uh, mm, to start. You did um, it for your kids. You did it for your family. Yes. And so you I think accelerated that- your career <laughs> so that so that you could be a mom. Exactly. And thankfully, this is a great career. I am a huge advocate that the financial services, especially being a financial advisor um, or helping people really plan, if you have the right setup inside the right organizations that are supportive, uh, this is a great career for women. Um, I'm contracted loosely to Northwestern Mutual's wealth management company, and I know during 2020, 35% of their new advisors were women. And that was a All record. All right. That was a record. Yes. And it's it's just yes. continued. And even just in our local office here in Atlanta, it's grown so much. And it's it's so great to see that because it really is. I mean, I, I can't imagine doing anything else, uh, especially with the last two years and what we've been through. I read something recently from the Certified Financial Planners Board, a position paper entitled Making More Room for Women in the Financial Planning Profession. And the quote that really um, struck me was, it appears that the path to CFP certification for women may be a bit like the classic children's board game shoots and ladders. As a woman moves through the career selection process to become a financial planner, there are any number of shoots that she may land on. These shoots then slide her off a course that otherwise could lead to a career in financial planning and certification. So Sam, what ladders have you had to climb? The, the grind of building a clientele and um, the building a team of people who can actually fulfill the promises that you're telling people that you're meeting with. I can't do this work all alone. There's, I, I meet with a client for an hour and there's two hours worth of work behind me. It's pretty cool that uh, you in particular have women physicians and entrepreneurs as clients. What are some of the unique challenges women face when it comes to financial planning? You know, your spouse dies and you'd like... My plan is to lay down on the floor and cry. <laughs> you can right? do that. Um, we, yes, I, I'm sure um, it, you can do that for a little bit, but not for too long. Okay, that's necessary. Oh, okay, <laughs> you're going to have to pick me up, Sam. Come come to my house and pick me up. I will pick Room you up. Room live forever. I will pick you up. <laughs> some, of the, some of the challenges that what we see, especially with physicians and, and women in general, uh, we tend to live longer than um, our spouses, um, if we, um, are married to a man and then we also earn less a lot of times. So we have less money. Um, and again, we, we also get a lot less support, uh, sometimes from employers, um, from banks, um, from, um, we just don't have as good of support systems. And then with physicians, particularly, we have less time too, right? We're going through medical school, residencies, possible fellowships. And then, you know, you're, you're not getting out of school until maybe your early thirties and we have debt. So we've got to build wealth and we've got to pay off debt and balance that. And that's a, that's a much harder challenge. Um, uh, so, so we've got to build a balance sheet, um, with less time and with, with more complication. Yeah. 
And don't I know that? Don't I know it? I know it all too well. <laughs> so as we're sitting here with our balance sheet, paying off the debt, by the way, I'm still working on paying off school debt. And I didn't go straight from undergrad to medical school. So I was not in my young 30s when I finally came out of residency. And I was looking to start my family. So this is like for real, for real, right? Yeah. So, you know, as I'm looking at paying, continuing to pay down this debt and build real wealth, I'm thinking financial freedom sounds amazing, but it's just that it's a dream. And uh, I'll be like 80 when I'm living my dream. <laughs> Do you actually help uh, help us realize it, Sam? So I think um, we all need to have the right people in our, our corner Right. As we're as we're trying to figure out all, all, all these life challenges or life dreams, uh, we're not supposed to realize this all on our own. Uh, I think the first thing when it comes to financial freedom is really, for one, you know, pour into spend your time on that career, on that business, um, because that's your home run. There's there's nothing that we can go invest in. Uh, or save money into that's going to outperform you and your ability to go out there and do what you've just educated yourself really well on doing. Um, and so that's, that's one. And then really make sure that you are, whatever income you're making from that, that you're, you're spending less than what's coming in. So a big problem is that we spend what's coming in and we get in a habit mm -hmm. of spending every dime that comes in. So whether you're making $50,000 a year or $500,000 a year, if that's your habit, you will stay with that. But if you have a habit of bringing in $5,000 a month and spending $4,000 a month and saving that thousand, as your income increases, so will your savings levels. And you'll be a great mm -hmm. saver the rest of your life. And um, so, and, and then really surrounding yourself with the right financial professionals, like a great CPA, if you own a business, making sure you have a great attorney that has everything set up for you. So there's no risk of you losing that home run. And then, uh, also with a financial professional, um, that can give you advice based on your goals and your objectives. And I think that's key, Carmen, because everybody's view of financial freedom is very different because it really depends on what the purpose of the money is and everybody's different. And what I, what I find is that people will listen to the radio or they'll listen to this person invest in this and um, everybody needs to be in real estate or Bitcoin or whatever it might be. And if that might not align with your financial goals. So you've got to make sure you're still playing, you're playing your game and your financial game, not somebody else's that may have totally different goals. I love this. I love this. What I love about it is you're telling me that there are something called healthy financial habits, the same way I would think about physical health. There are healthy, you know, healthy living habits. And then you'll reach a goal if you have the appropriate goal. And it's, it's time over time, right? A little bit goes a long way over the long haul. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Sam, I enjoy reading. So I have space on my calendar every month marked as reading day. So way back in August of 2014, the Center for Talent Innovation said, women differ from men in how they perceive wealth. 
So both women and men view wealth as providing them with financial security and independence. But once those priorities are met, women look to wealth to provide a larger basket of goods, not just for themselves and their families, but also for society at large. I find that very encouraging. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I wish that it was more ingrained in our culture (laughs) to think that way, though. I think it can be an uphill battle sometimes, especially with all the advertising asking you to spend money on all their stuff. Mm. As you know, in this podcast, we highlight women who use health as a leadership strategy. Can you speak more to how you connect health and wealth on a personal level? Yes. Um, Something that was taught to me early in my career by one of my ambassadors, uh, who is our managing partner here in Atlanta, uh, he said that if you work on your craft and you work on your profession, you'll make a great living. You'll, you'll do really, really great in this, in our business particularly. And it's pretty true across the line. If you work on yourself, you'll make a fortune. And so what he meant by that was really getting down to um, not just being great at this, at, at what we do, but also making sure that we are managing our energy and our time um, and our emotions to make sure that we are, um, we are taking care of ourselves and that our priorities are straight not just how much money we're making or, or how good we are at being a doctor or being a, 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 um, a wealth manager. Um, there's one more thing I would add though, too, as far as the health is concerned, because I think that this is really important is it's, it's also the health of your community. It's the health oh. of the, it's the health of who you let in because I think some of those external uh, influences are very important too. Who you surround yourself with, what books you read, right? Your reading day needs to be good reading, right? You're, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's shaping you. So the stories we listen to, the people we surround ourselves with, the coaching, the advice we take, that's going to shape who we become in the next five years. Mm-hmm. Feed your brain, feed your brain faith, feed your brain positivity. Yeah. Make sure your ecosystem is uplifting mm-hmm. and energizing yes. instead of dragging you down. That's right. right. Well, right. and I think particularly when it comes to financial advice. Yes. You want to, and you know, and this could be true for health advice, what have you. Um, you want to take advice from people who are where you're going to be. Or oh, I it. love that. I totally stole that from someone else I heard speak. <laughs> it, it, was, it was very impactful. I was like, wow, right? And and this was an advice. So, so with that, to put that into context, if you have a financial plan and you're excited about it, you share it with someone and someone's like, tears it apart because they're your neighbor and they do this and they're this is what they're doing and this is why you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Well, don't listen to that person. Yes. I love it. Hang out with the people who are designing the life that you would like to see for yourself, not the people who are living a life you could never imagine because that's not where you're supposed to be. 
Amazing. So you're giving us great action steps, Sam. Like, so I just want to make that more concise for us. What advice do you have for anyone out there looking to become wealthy and healthy? So I would really figure out if you, if you're on the career path or you're a business owner, you're a physician, you're, you're, you've got a great job. You like where you are. I would invest and spend some time on where you want that path to go. And that's going to unfold itself over time, but that's going to be your home run. Or if you're not on that path and you know that you want to be on a different one and spend time there, um, make sure you make time so that you can make that change and make that adjustment. Um, your dreams have to have action. It can't just, it can't just be a dream. It's not just going to follow the sky for you. Um, and then I would start getting your financial house in order and saving, you know, do, do we have enough, do we have a three to six month expense, excuse me, three to six months of expenses saved in cash? Uh, and, um, are we building or are we saving first and then spending? Are we living below our means? I think that's where I would start. And if, if there's things that are going to get more complicated or we have other things, then I would get a financial advisor in your corner uh, to help you plan through it. So just make sure it's someone who actually does planning and not just investment advice. Okay. They're not going to talk to you anyway if you don't have any money, um, if it's just an investment person. Uh, but if it's someone who really does financial planning and, and um, helps you, you get start saving more money, if that's really their role and their job and what they're passionate about, that's the person that you want there. And then from a health perspective, um, take time to take care of yourself, sleep, uh, (laughs) eat the right stuff, right? Eat the right food. uh, And, you know, work with uh, a physician that is going to help you get healthy with a comprehensive health plan. I wish I would have done that when I was in my 20s, not in oh, my 40s. Oh, gosh. Uh, because just like I tell, I just was telling a 22-year-old daughter of a client of mine today that if you can become a really good saver when you've only got 300 bucks a month that you could save, um, and as your income grows and you continue to save a little bit more and a little bit more, and then, of course, spend a little bit more, spend a little bit more, you'll be a great saver for the rest of your life because it's a really hard habit to change when you get further out and you've got all these bad habits that you have to unlearn. Mm -hmm. Saving now is the gift you give to yourself when you're 60, right? (laughs) And, uh, and you know what, having a comprehensive health plan now is the gift you give to yourself when you're 60 health and wealth inextricably linked. Yeah. And that's, and that's true of, of wealth, right? I, it's, it's really hard if you start planning for retirement when you're 50 really uh, and we've only got 10 years or 15 years to figure it out it's better if you start that when you're a lot younger it's less work a lot less work if you do it young sam thank you so much for your time today and thank you for listening to hello health today if you're searching for us on a podcasting app please remember to smush the words hello and health together leave out the space you can show your support by signing up to receive our newsletter at hellohealthtoday.com if you're on your cell scroll all the way down the page until next time remember today is good Mm
everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.